almost every day to start the night for you fellas um do you guys remember the first time you got your big boy feelings do you know what i mean do you get what i'm saying that uh, first time you kind of felt that little bit of juice that said i'm no longer quite a little boy maybe i'm a big boy not quite a man but i'm somewhere in between i'm assuming you're talking about it. like right. <laughs> speaking of big boy feelings <laughs> Sorry, Mer's son just tried to interrupt. Oh, that would have been really bad, considering <laughs> the R rating that this show should have on all platforms. He yes. comes, big boy feelings, and he comes through the curtain. Oh boy! Yeah, like a, he had a brief stint of FOMA slash. Hey, I, I'm in, I'm in the crowd. Oh my god! I'm in the crew. Oh man! Oh, that that threw me way off. I'm sweating like profusely through all pores of my body uh, currently. Uh, the reason I asked the question, by the way, is I was uh, I was I was out in front of a Chick Fil A, and some young lass is walking by, and she's got shorts on that are cut way too short to even be considered shorts. Mm. We're talking about the crease, the crease of the the canned hams just coming through. And there was a young boy walking across the parking lot, couldn't have been any older than 10, 11 years old, licking his ice cream, and you just saw the feeling come across his body. Stopped mid-lick, eyeballs locked, head starts to turn, and I started to chuckle. I'm like, I understand, young man, because I'm going to get one more glimpse before I start cackling myself. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Parker! Miss Parker! <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. And, and and if the feeling hadn't come over you at that point, then I don't know when it would have. So when was the first time you boys got your big boy feelings? That's tough. I was – so the, I saw Elizabeth Shue in The Adventures of Babysitting. Mm. And now I don't know if I got, you know, full bore fucking manned, manned hand, manned forearmed. But I was certainly like, wow, I like that. And I have never felt that way. Well, that that really sealed the deal for me. Now, what you're talking about, stop across traffic in person. I I feel as though when I was going to Orioles games, either late Memorial or early Camden, and I went with my brother, my dad, and typically a friend of my dad's, and they weren't hawking. They were appreciating pretty young women. I mean, like women, not teenage girls or anything like that, but 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 women. I can remember a couple times like, damn. They're right. That is beautiful. <laughs> you know, I'm probably around this young boy's age, nine, ten years old. Yeah, I mean, I would say I can't remember a very specific thing. I mean, it might have been obviously, uh, honestly, kind of, you know, fast forwarding a little bit, a couple weeks. It could have been watching Private Resort as a wee lad in my living room. Because uh, <laughs> there's lots, there's tons of boobies in Private Resort, uh, and I was, I was a young man. Uh, so I, but yeah, I, I would have to say it was probably around like when Wes is saying like nine, 10, yeah. 11-ish. I, sh- shameless plug, by the way, in two weeks, we're going to do a good, bad movie review <laughs> of private resort, Alan's movie. Check it out next week. We're off. Uh, anyway, continue. Uh, well, I, there was just something that there was, I mean, I, it was almost a wholesome moment, but it was wholesome in the most, I don't know, denigrating way humanly possible. Look, bottom line is, even me looking over at this girl, I don't know how old she was. I just know that every part of her body was 
defying gravity and uh even even the creases even the creases weren't quite uh they weren't pleated in you know what i'm saying the iron hadn't come across and uh, left its path just yet and it was just like wow this is a beautiful picture and i'm watching this kid and i'm just seeing him kind of experience something for the first time and his dad didn't know what was going he's like hey what are you in the middle of the parking lot come on let's go let's get, get in your brother's waiting you're not like it you not like ice cream anymore? Come on, look at that damn thing. <laughs> but, but it was almost like this wave of reality punched him back in the face, like, Whoa, what just happened? I don't where was I? Like he had just swallowed like five grams of mushrooms and like the universe had just been revealed to him, and then someone just like ripped him out of the water like a fucking bass with a hook in his mouth. And I understood completely how he was feeling. Because Wes, yeah. like you, I can remember watching some of the leading ladies of these movies that we watched. And look, we we grew up on like eighties and nineties movies and there wasn't much being uh being held back there. I can yeah. remember seeing Phoebe Cates come out of that swimming pool and not knowing how wow. to handle myself at all because my brother's five years older than me and Fast Times at Ridgemount High was in the house somewhere at some time. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the one time I knew every, almost everything I think I feel today. Now, Clarissa, she didn't explain it all, but, man, she explained enough to me. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I can remember that uh, we used to go about once every three to four months uh, <clears throat> to a family dinner, then a movie. Uh, and typically, the, they didn't mind taking us to R-rated movies. But here's like here's a good example. We went and saw The Fugitive. Mm, yeah, okay. With Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. If that's not an R-rated movie, it's it's PG-13. I saw it before I was 13 years old. But I, I'm pretty sure that the, the language sure in there. it's a fucking uh, R-rated movie. <laughs> Yeah, okay. But anyway, around that same time, maybe even a year or two before that, we went and saw Bram Stoker's Dracula as a family. Now, there's a scene in there where Keanu Reeves is getting raped by three vampires that are all nude. One of them being, is it Monica Bellucci, the chick from The Matrix? Oh, oh yeah. She's one of them. She's one of them. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm not going to get kicked out of the theater. All right, hunker in. Here we go. Popcorn, cherry coke, have a boner. <laughs> I should have put the popcorn right here. There we go. It's all buttery. Ready to go. Damn, the future was PG-13. Who knew? Huh. Mm. Maybe they don't say the F word. Maybe, maybe you hear like a son of a yeah, bitch. Or maybe uh, PG-13 yeah. was different back then. Yeah. And I think it was because, again, I in, if, in case nobody realizes this, my hey. wife actually let William watch Jaws last weekend. And she's like, well, there's no language in it. I'm like, well, in your defense, it is rated pg Jaws is a PG movie, yeah. so you know there might be psychological damage that comes with it, but there's no dirty talk. And there's yeah. no boobs, no boobies. Yeah. I, there's a, now you got my mind going here about the significance. I, I probably thumbed through as a young boy the uh, the first either it was the first of the Playmate of the Year and Nicole Smith Playboy. I probably went through that thing. I don't know. Five six hundred times. <laughs> I can remember. Corner of the I, corner of the pages. Were I can remember that. I look when you're saying this. I can remember every page. I can remember every angle, every pose. So I'm just go ahead, continue no. as I enjoy uh, the mental image of Anna Nicole Smith in my head. Tia Carrera from Wayne's World. Yeah. Mm. I see Alan's pointing. He ain't saying he's pointing. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Sorry, I was drinking. <laughs> Yeah, then later, a little bit later on, uh, Salma Hayek and um, oh. uh, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, my yeah. God. There might not be anything better than that, dude. Yeah. 
Like it's <laughs> actually Salma Hayek in Dogma. <laughs> she is stripping, but it's not. No, the same. no it's, it's not the same. same. There's something about a dirty bar glistening with a 400 pound snake around your neck and just the sweat and mm. booze and the. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that. Yeah. I and feel then, like that boy in the Chick Fil A parking lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I can also remember uh, walking out for Hell Week during soccer, and it might have been the, like the, the second round. Hell Week is where you practice a week before school starts in high school soccer, and usually it's just a lot of running. We had two a days, eight <laughs> ten, and then afternoon like four to six or three to five. I don't exactly remember. But coming back for the second part of the two a day, and this was around. This is circa ninety nine two thousand, and a lot of the girls were, were were then wearing like the like the tight gym shorts, and me just being like, ah man, like I'm having a hard time concentrating on the captain trying to tell us about drills and how we should have a hard practice. Oh, I was gonna be a hard practice, buddy. <laughs> it's gonna be at least semi. <laughs> uh, oh boy, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, kudos to this young yeah, man. Yeah, man. Kudos, yeah. It was like I said, man. It was such a wholesome, innocent moment, but it was just, but it was the turning point to the not so wholesome, innocent moments that will f- be forever a part of his life moving forward. And God bless that young lady in her short, short shorts. Yeah. Mm. How old was she, roughly? Uh, roughly an age that I wouldn't care to not necessarily guess at i'll say this okay uh, she was 18 sir <laughs> every right, every barrel barely a morsel but probably right on that line she was driving a vehicle so that means she, she was licensed by the state of maryland that's still <laughs> risky uh, <laughs> yes she was with a friend which means she had you know there was no there was no uh pumpkin claws on the license so we're, we're bumping up a little bit there look bottom line is she was old enough to wear those shorts. Okay. Old enough to catch a 10-year-old who couldn't give a couldn't have given a fuck about soft serve vanilla ice cream on a cone at that moment. No, there was, there was, no, soft, there was like, no soft serve about it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no, sir. That was stone cold creamery. Yeah. Right. Oh. Middle class holes, everyone. Morale and Foxman. Morale, did you ponder? I, I, well, you just—it it just started to get me thinking that Stone Cold Steve Austin needs to open like a, a ice cold, cream a cold stone uh, creamery, or at least be their pitch point. man. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> stone cold, <laughs> that's stone cold creamery. Hey, man, I don't. He's probably going for like a million dollars for a commercial like yeah. that. Well, I mean, they, that'd be totally worth it. I'd go to fucking Cold Stone Creamery if I had like the like the broken skull. I don't know. Like maybe they got some like raspberry bits in there, maybe uh, yeah. maybe like a little bit of like cappuccino ice cream thing going on. You know, like the Rock. You know, getting fucking I don't know something. <laughs> Just wrestling whiteboard, baby. Whiteboard. Probably do that. <laughs> that's you know what we should do when we after we pitch. Uh, uh, Christ, what is it? Frostios, flow cakes, uh, motherfucker. Uh, okay. Flow cakes. Sorry, sorry. I had, I, I had a moment there. Uh, you got me thinking about Anna Nicole and T career and stuff. Um, <clears throat> after we pitch flow cakes and they deny us, then we go back out and we come back in disguise, dressed up as wrestlers. Hey, I got something for you. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stone Cold Creamery. Then, you know. Stone Cold Creamery. It's a little wordy. We'll have to work on it. <laughs> uh, I just, this is something that, that you guys got me going. I may have told this story. I had a, a birthday party, and I think it was like nine or ten, and I wanted to see Terminator mm-hmm. 2. Okay, my parents at that point were letting me watch R-rated movies under 
certain guidelines. You know, there couldn't be like I wasn't watching. I don't know, Sliver or in uh, the share. What's the Sharon Stone one where you can Inde- see the indecent? Pro- no, not indecent Inde- proposal. Yeah. Uh, Basic Instinct. Basically, yeah, there you go. Basic Instinct. Yeah, I wasn't watching that grade of R- rated R movie, but. I, I want, they thought Terminator 2, yeah, just a bunch of shit blowing up. Arnold slang lines, maybe a cuss word here and there. And one of the one of the five or six guys I invited, friends, the parents like, no, you can't see R-rated movies. Mm-mm, nope. And I was like, all right. And I was <laughs> like, <clears throat> we'll go. No, I said like, well, my compromise was we'll go see Hot Shots. Hot Shots is way worse 100%. than Terminator. 100%. Way worse. It's so bad. It's just like, like just filled with dick and fart humor yes. from beginning yep. to end. I just watched Terminator 2 the other day, and the only thing that you would maybe be a little reluctant to send a child to see it is, like, I don't know, one of the knives goes through one of the step-parents' heads, and maybe a guard, and maybe there is a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the only cre- – honestly, the creepiest part of Terminator 2 is when that guy in the ward, like, licks her face because she's pretending to be catatonic. Like, that that oh, gives me that, the creeps that pig, that pig, as yeah, an old yeah. man now. That gives me the willies. I'm like, shit. Oh, this is why there's fucking lawsuits against state-run institutions all the goddamn time because of fucking dweebs like this. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a funny, actual, legitimate. I don't know if it's Hot Shots or Hot Shots Part de, but it's the Charlie Sheen's love interest. The I don't know, is she Greek, Italian? Hot, uh, hot. Yeah, she did some something like oh, one of those yeah. two. The, yeah. Uh, but she, one of the guys gets cut on his arm, and she like rips a part of her her wife beater skimpy <laughs> shit that she's wearing. And then one of the guys like, "Oh, I, I, I'm cut too!" And she rips off yeah. another part. And the guy goes, "Oh, I got cut on my finger. It's a real gusher." <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't fall for it at that point. Uh, anyway, well, hey, speaking of getting your big boy pants, <laughs> well done, pants. <laughs> Very good. Nice transition. Much better than last week. It, yeah. I'm working. I'm working on it. Um, we I'm do have a very unique friend or foe for everyone tonight. Now, as everybody heard the news that old Pat Sajak is uh, he's hanging up his wheel, and old Ryan Seacrest is going to come do the old spinneroonie for America henceforth. <laughs> this is yes. I have. Uh, I have heard some conflicting opinions about whether or not the show should continue. Yes. You know what I mean? I think it should continue. I think it's a staple of Americana at this point. I think they need I mean they need to zhuzh it up just a hair. I think that Ryan Seacrest gets a bad rap, but I think he's the right guy for the job, but I think he needs to decide like what job he wants to keep moving forward because it seems like Ryan comes in Sparks a lot of interest for a show that's been around for a while, or a, a, a theme that's been around for a while, and then just gets bored and moves. He kind of does. He drums up interest. <laughs> does he? So you're saying this is going to have to be Clark now, you know what I mean? Like, drums up that's what he wants to be. He drums up interest for eight hours a fucking year. Like, that's it. I don't give a yes. shit about anything else. No, like, I and I I actually agree with that. Like he dr- he drums up, he gets this interest going right. Everybody tunes in for like the first episode or two, and then it's like, boom, and then he moves on to the next job. And then somebody it, else gets it, yeah. yeah, or they cancel it completely. Like well, uh, like uh, Regis and but, Kelly, nobody gave a shit since Regis left, and then Ryan comes in. And it's like, oh look, Ryan Seacrest is on here. I bet he's good. And then it's like, yep, he's Ryan know, Seacrest. Michael, Michael Strahan had a good run there, but I digress. Fuck it. You should cancel fucking Wheel of Fortune anyway. It's a garbage show. It's a fucking trash show. I've always hated it. It fucking sucks. Pat Sajak's an asshole. Let his legacy die. 
Well, <clears throat> regardless of your opinion in that regard, let's just state fact here. Okay. I, I'm not a big fan of the show either. If it's on, I might catch, you know, a minute of it or so if they're right in the middle of a real good heater or something like that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's all about money. That's <laughs> what's that? There's some young kid licking ice cream, about ready to roll for a million. Uh, I guess that, that show makes a lot of money. And, and I know Pat, Pat Sajak leaving, might, you might lose a few viewers, but you're still going to get millions upon millions glued in there. I, you know, Jeopardy. Different circumstances. Bob, Alex Trebek died, and rather tragically. I, so, so I still think there's like a sentimental thing where people carrying over. But I think I do think this is a good transition. You know, Father Time doesn't slow down. Wheel of Fortune will live on. Ryan Seacrest will host it for a year. Well, with Two. with Ryan Seacrest coming in, you would think maybe they would replace the whole team. But oh, contraire, Vanna White. Vanna White's there to stay, apparently. And not only does she want to stay. She wants a raise to stay. So um, I'll get to the story here in a moment here. But friend or foe, should Vanna White get a raise just because a new host is coming in? The cash cow is leaving. Pat Sajak was making $15 million. Vanna's making three. They're hiring a new host. And now Vanna saying, like, well, I'm the senior, I'm the senior talent now, so I should be the highest paid person on the show. Should she be the highest paid person on the show Friend or foe? I got several questions I'd like to pose to you guys, but Alan, we'll start with this one with you. You know, yeah, yeah, she should. Cause fuck it, fuck Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I mean, fuck this, fuck the show in general again. But yeah, I think so. Like people, I think people really only watch it. Like uh, Wes said, they might not lose viewership. I think they're gonna lose a, a good chunk of viewership because like people watched. Pat Sajak be a dickhead to fucking average Americans for fucking 25 years. I found that to be the most intriguing part of the show is that uh, unlike all the other like game show hosts that kind of like just what a raw hell that was a heck of a try. Pat was like, whoa, what do you what do you do you have a nail in your brain? What happened there? Stupid. (laughs) Like he would call you out. He was a normal guy doing a dumb show. And I appreciated that about Pat. I guess that's fair. I don't know. I just always thought he was a fucking prick. Uh, And. I've heard he's from like the Annapolis area. I've heard he's a very major Serena, fucking, Serena Park or yeah, something like that. I've heard he's a major fucking asshole from multiple people. Uh but fucking Yeah, Vanna's Vanna's the talent now, not Seacrest. What's Seacrest gonna fucking do? Seacrest isn't gonna bully fucking Americans like like Pat did. So Vanna's clearly the talent here. She's the draw. She is Wheel of Fortune at this point. <laughs> fucking Honestly, let that bitch host it. I think Alan's uh I think Alan's uh opinion is compromised by his hatred for Pat Sajak. It might be. <laughs> well good. Wes, what do you think? Does Vanna does Vanna deserve a raise? Is three million dollars a year not enough to be obsolete? Well, hold on. So is that an accurate number? She was making three a season. Now she wants. Yeah, Vanna's. Uh, her won. last her last pay increase was twenty years ago. Uh, White earns three million dollars a year, while Pat Sajak earns five times as much, making fifteen million dollars a year since twenty sixteen. Uh, White has not reached a deal with the game show yet, according to Entertainment Weekly. Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's also been oh. twenty fucking years. Give the lady a little little, little inflation bump. <laughs> Well, let's just you know? so she, she was, she's been making this under contract since 2016, but we're going to assume that this isn't like, is this the end of a contract? Did I, 
I, I didn't catch that part. Or is, is she just mid-contract no, I, demanding this race? Because I think you might – like, I want yeah. to clarify as well because what I heard was yeah. that Pat Sajak has been getting paid $15 million since 2016. Yes. Nana hasn't had a pay raise in 20 years. Correct. That She's been making three mil since, since 2003. 2003? Yeah. I think that's pretty good, to be quite honest with you. I mean, it's you. very good. Nobody's disputing that these are fucking small figures. <laughs> Like, How is she going to live? Rich people. We're, we're uh, yeah, I mean, middle class holes are talking about millionaires right now. Um, bottom line is no, it doesn't say anything about like where she is in her contract, what the contract's okay. for. Uh, maybe the contract was tied to Pat Sajak. Maybe they were a team, and now that there's renegotiations happening for a new host, maybe she's finding this to right. be the opportunity to finally come in and be like, okay, now we can renegotiate my contract since Pat's leaving. Ha ha ha! ha. And so uh-huh. yes, so she's continuing to make three million dollars unless they make a deal yeah. further in the future. I but okay. So now that I have all the figures in front of me, I can make an educated guess. First of all, everyone wants more money. People say, how, how you, what does it matter when you're that rich? It's like, well, those rich people want more money, just like we want more money. But, you know, you think you deserve more money, and that's the bottom line. Uh, now this 20-year thing is certainly odd. You kind of figured, I mean, I could see why she was content then. I could see she's still content now. You know, maybe she lives a, a relatively frugal life. She doesn't spend heavily. Uh, maybe, maybe her spouse makes good money. I don't know that much about Vanna White. But yeah, knowing what I know now, that's 100% warranted. <laughs> now, if she's like, I want $20 million a year, then you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pump the brakes. Yeah, Let's be reasonable no. about this. You know, five or maybe double yeah. that. I, now I think you're, you're legitimately talking about a warranted yeah. pay raise because – she might also understand the writing might be on the wall that this thing might not last much more than a season or two without Pat's. Well, I sometimes I wonder maybe she might not last a season or two because she's 66 (laughs) years old. And so one of my arguments that if I was an executive, okay, so I'm going faux on a Vanna white raise. I think $3 million is fine. I do think that as like the new host comes in, you need a little bit of familiarity. Vanna white sticking around kind of links the two genres of hosts together. I mean, Pat, it's been there since like the early 80s, like 82, I think, is when they start. He started off in there. So I do think you need a little bit of continuity moving forward. But I would say at the beginning in 1982, when old Pat and Vanna started spinning wheels and turning letters, Vanna White was a much different Vanna White 40, 41 years ago now. That was a draw, okay? She was a draw much like those shortcut shorts in front of a Chick-fil-A was a draw for that young boy. You drew people in. So I would think, hey, Vanna, $3 million seems very nice to me. Otherwise, there's a woman who is literally 40 years younger than you that would love to do nothing five nights a week. Because we don't really need you here. We could literally have Ryan just say, are there any E's? Boom, boom, boom. And they just fucking pop up. And then we don't have to have a lightning round because we didn't have to wait for your old arthritic ass to drag your bunion-riddled heel-wearing feet across the stage to touch a touchscreen that doesn't get touched. You know an executive has said that at a meeting already (laughs) about it. They'd be like, they were like this bitch. This is ridiculous. Uh, but I feel like Mur Mur read that from <laughs> some sort of paralegal yeah, that script that he fucking yeah, hacked that, off the that, internet in a war room at at, the, at CBS. Fucking, so was that was, those were the fucking meeting minutes for something. <clears throat> like that was Chris Greenstein was talking to yeah. a bunch of the Schwartzes yeah. and Bergs, and that came out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. 
Maybe a green with an E. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, you're right. She is unnecessary. She's always kind of been unnecessary. Well, I guess when they rotated, she yeah. was useful. When there was when they were mechanical, you still needed a human operator. Uh, now, eh. it does make you wonder. Like, did did Vanna like Harvey Weinstein somebody like years and years ago? Like, like to grandfather her own contract in? Like, listen. I'm going to take you in the back room and you're going to give me everything I want. Yeah. She probably got somebody. Cause eh, I don't know, man. I think like, honestly, those, those people became the show that Pat Sajak and Vanna white, in my opinion, are kind of semi bigger than wheel of fortune. It's like, no one's, you know, like bad basketball. No one's bigger than the game. Yeah. You're right. Unless your name's Michael Jordan. Uh, but in reality, no one's bigger than the game. These people are, are bigger than the show, and I, I I had to think like why if it ain't broke don't fix it, and they got millions and millions of viewers raked in what gajillions probably multi billions of dollars over the last thirty years for this uh, this thing. I, I don't maybe in the last few years they were like you know maybe we gotta rotate the the talent like well, who are you talking about you know the talent uh uh-uh, I don't know what you're talking about Vanna fucking white man all right she's getting a little old. We're trying to keep young viewers, keep things fresh, but I, I, you know, I don't know if that ever happened. I, I don't, I don't. That's all. Yeah. That's all I want to say, Mer. I disagree. Is what that's I meant. A good point, I guess. I don't know. Who cares, Vanna? You can, can shut this fucking show off. It's useless. Why are we even discussing this shit? <laughs> fucking trash ass show. They should just put two Jeopardies on. I, no, show. I agree with you, but you know what? Mm. I like when Wheel of Fortune's on right before Jeopardy because I feel like it's like it's warming my brain up just to, like thinking about like you know, information style things in a quick and a rapid pace. Like, uh, okay. Like, I don't know. The dog barks at night. What the fuck does that even mean? Like three dog barks at night, you know, like some dumb shit. They come up with like riddles and phrases now. I mean, so it does kind of get your brain moving for jeopardy to kind of come in. But what I want to know is Wes, do you remember when wheel of fortune used to like when they would win around, it would go to like the back room, you know, like uh, I guess all the leftover prizes from uh, oh, what's the fucking come on down. Price is uh, right. Price is right. Like all the leftover prizes from Price is Right, and it's like for four hundred dollars you could win yourself this <laughs> pleated couch. Uh, how early <laughs> Do you are we remember talking? those days? I did not. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember when I was a kid, like, they would have, like, the showroom floor. Like, when you won the round, like, you would have, like, like based on whatever your score was, you'd have the option of, like, these prizes that you could go home with. They didn't go home with cash back in the day. They just got fucking, like, so donated like pre, prizes from a thrift pre store. Pre-10,000? Damn. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was, like... It's had to be, like, moving into the 90s when, like, Wheel finally, like, took off for real. Like, it was just, a, like, a, a bare-bones game show. I believe that. It's still kind of a bare-bones game show. Yeah, but you can walk out of there with, like, twenty five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. That's true. I think you can walk out with, like, say, fucking don't like one of the, um, don't like, like one of those ones that have, like, now. bankrupt on both sides, and one of the, one of the single... Uh, single wheels has like a it's like a hundred thousand or something like that. Yeah, one of the ones in the middle is like a hundred grand. Yeah, I, no, I think there's a million slot on there now, but like that's so okay. freaking hard to get to. But yeah, but anyway, it's just there has been an evolution of this show. I think it's a staple of American entertainment. 
I have a feeling it'll be gone in five years. I don't think Ryan's sticking around. And I don't think there's any chick that would ever come in and stick around for 40 years to do a show for $3 million a year any which way. So in, in that respect, maybe, yeah, if you want stability, give Vanna the money. But, again, I don't think she's worth more than the money she's already making. Well, no. That's, I mean, that's fair. Is that the ultimate question? Does she, does she deserve a raise? No. Okay, there we go. Yes, I, that's I mean, the question. So how the could you compare against other, like, yeah. game show hosts-esque? You know what I mean? Not necessarily the host, but the side valet, if you will. Not that Is I can there think of. one currently anywhere that you can think of? What? Like, like a, side, a side valet? Like another Vanna White is what you're asking? Yeah. Rain Girls at USC? Nah. Uh, nah. Not really. I think like the only thing I can think of is, is like, I think the modern version is like a DJ. You know what I mean? Like, there are some game shows where they got fucking like DJ. They're like, hey, this is my fucking, like, it's like Ellen, except a game show. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, where she had that guy that killed himself when the yeah, show ended. Yeah, yeah, but you know, hopefully less depressed DJs on the game shows. Uh, but you know, or you know, maybe Ellen was just berating him, as we come to find out. No, I got to fucking end it. You know what's you know what's crazy about that Ellen story is it sounds like it was just a bunch of unpaid interns who didn't know how show business worked, and that maybe you didn't like stare the star in the eyes and ask her what she wanted on her bagel because you don't, you should already fucking know and. Yeah. They took it to heart, and then meanwhile, this guy who was just like a club DJ whose life was completely turned around by Ellen DeGeneres and became a millionaire, started a family, then lost it all because a fucking unpaid intern decided that her, their feelings were hurt by the big star and fucking crushed his life. I hope they know his blood is on their hands. And that, my friends, is your friend or foe. Well, good luck to Mr. Ryan Seacrest. Hope you have a long-lasting career as the host of i don't i don't I don't love me into that okay hold on you're like you know how we, yeah. we do the celebrity death pool let's okay. give it a, a, a what's the what's the, the wheel of under? fortune the over under on wheel of fortune season let me ask you this okay before i uh before i answer that how long do you believe drew carey has hosted the price is right longer than he should have been allowed to to be honest yeah, with you it's gotta okay. be like 10 to 15 years now right I'm going to say 13 years. I'm going to split the difference uh, with Alan. August 15th, 2007. So we're, we're at the 16-year mark. Wow. You know, and it's crazy. That, that's, that's shocking to me. I would have said about a dozen, maybe a baker's dozen or something like that. I knew it was longer than, than the single digits. But that in and of itself, I think it depends not necessarily on how America accepts Seacrest. I think it depends upon how... Brian Seacrest accepts Wheel of Fortune as his last stop. That's fair. Okay. <clears throat> and if he can 100%. adapt, adapt a little bit, it could be his for decades. His to lose. Jesus, yeah. Wes. Like, you said that like a man. Like a man on ESPN, like yeah. calling a Super Bowl before the season starts. Because that is the exact analysis. That's 100% uh-huh. it. That's yeah. 100% it. It's not whether people accept Ryan Seacrest, it's whether Ryan Seacrest accepts Wheel of Fortune. You're 1,000% correct. You know, don't go into it thinking you're bringing people into the new year. 
Yeah, I'm here. I'm here at Times Square. I got four scarves on. My lips are barely moving, but my makeup looks great. Let's take it to uh, Sublime uh, to cover. To cover. Sorry, I just that's the only band I can think of. That's, that, that's terrible. <laughs> I because... have a feeling he's. We're just going to see a lot of like a lot of a lot of vests with jeans. And like it's oh. just it's gonna be very fucking Ryan Seacrest and I like that you know, guy too. So you know, really the thing nothing is, happening there for me. I think that Ryan Seacrest might be I mean ooh, I already thought of Ryan Seacrest's like uh like 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 Dateline NBC docuseries, uh Crestfallen, the Ryan Seacrest <laughs> story. <laughs> I think Ryan Seacrest has to come to terms with like he's not as young as he once was, and he needs to find one of these shows to like dig his foxhole in and just say this is where this is where I hold my ground now. This is the line. I hold the line. Is Wheel of Fortune the line? I don't know. I'd like to see them turn it into like the one million dollar pyramid. I know they tried to bring it back with Michael Strahan, but Michael Strahan's just not the guy for that. Two hundred thousand dollar pyramid was the greatest show in the history of tele- game shows. It just wasn't done properly with by anybody but Dick Clark and Ryan Seacrest is the Dick Clark. We need the Dick. <laughs> we need the crest. We need the Dick to meet the crest. All right. So after we get kicked out for Stone Cold Cream, where you then walked in, and be like, have you ever thought about the docu series Crestfallen? <laughs> <laughs> so we got a we got some we got a work cut out for us. He's got to plant like a big old uh, bale of cocaine in it. You still need to plant a bale of cocaine inside uh, Ryan Seacrest's uh, newly christened dressing room at Wheel of Fortune. I'll spin the wheel. (laughs) Come here, Vanna. (laughs) Come here, Vanna. Damn, I'm looking for my opener. Anyway, all right. Let's forget Wheel of Fortune. Let's move to a more Jeopardy-themed segment, one that... You learn knowledge, you learn facts, you put it together with a Friday, and we came up with this really unique segment called Fun Fact Friday. You listening, NBC? Eat your fucking heart out. Here we come. Listen, they're facts, they're fun, and people hear them on Friday. Do you get it? Do you get it? And and we have two sponsors. You're goddamn right we do. (laughs) Two sponsors that are medically accurate and scientifically factual. They are the Shin Splints Recovery Group. Hey, pain below the knee, above the ankle, boom, find some morons. Have the same problem? Go and talk about it. Have some guy who works at a fucking Chuck E. Cheese who came up with some brace that you wear on your ankle. It doesn't help your shins or your knee or your splints. He just talks about it and people believe it and probably bought it off of some sort of PayPal program and they're available to you. On the Facebook. You can also find our other friends, the Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth. I wish these guys would take off. I thought that these guys would have taken off like an Elon Musk rocket ship, but they didn't. They're sitting there really low in the uh, the old enrollment numbers. Somehow, Shin Splints beat out Flat Earth, and I'm fascinated by that. I think people just, they see Flat Earth and they don't look at the second half of the group name. Like... They just see flat Earth and they're like, "Look at these nutters," and it's mm. like, they're not. They're advocating for truth. But here's the funny <laughs> part about it, though: flat Earth to me already has its own kind of built-in advertising because everybody's heard of flat Earth and at least that theory of. And you would think maybe that th- that would take off because people are aware and they're they're seeking it out. I don't know anybody who's like been like, "Hey, you guys want to talk about shin splints?" You guys want to sit around, 
smoke a bunch of weed, drink a bunch of beer, and talk about shin splints for four hours? No. There's a billion assholes. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the internet's saturated with flat earthers, and so there's too many factions. There's nobody talking about shin splints. Not the way the shin splints recovery group does it. <laughs> yeah. Good point. I think we'll, while we're on this whole whiteboarding slash idea pitching slash selling something, maybe this is the opportunity for a, a rebranding, if you will, for the flatter science. Alan, you could pitch a few names. You could say, hey, look, guys, I, I, I think the problem is your followers are dwindling because they're only reading the first three words. You came out with flatter science. Advocates for truth, yeah, we got we got to we got to marry these somehow. Yeah, I think mm. you just flip it. Honestly, I think no, let's not reinvent the wheel here. Okay, let's just streamline its design. You know, advocates for truth, flatter science. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's actually brilliant. Yeah, because like by- I would say, my my brain says that flatter science is the science of finding out the truth about flat or round Earth. <laughs> Yeah, maybe hey, and, just as a basic you know, overview. And you guys, Murray, you just brought up this idea about uh, grown men or grown people, for that matter, uh, talking about shin splints for hours at a time while getting stoned <laughs> and drinking beer. Could you guys talk about shin splints for 30 seconds while I go get a bottle opener? Yeah. Because I, I, I think better during Fun Fact Friday without a beer. I, I mean, I definitely can because I also don't think that the beer drinking okay, weed smoking community is, is shin splints – is the shin splint. There's not a like, there's not a lot of, of cross in the Venn diagram of fucking shin splints sufferers and well, avid beer drinkers and weed smokers. Okay, you're, you're not wrong, but there is a fabulous TikTok channel where this guy eats increasing values of edibles and nice. goes for like runs Jesus. and then, then <laughs> and films himself and and documents his paranoia running through strange neighborhoods. It's it's quite the hoot. That's this, amazing. This guy looks like a GQ model who's trying to stay in shape. Yeah. And he's like, I don't I know these people don't don't judge me, but I feel like they're all staring at me and think I should not be in this neighborhood. I think I ate way too much. <laughs> I ate way too much of this. But I, I didn't like I didn't follow his page, so I haven't found him since. So when I do find him, that will be another follow for the uh, the middle class holes on TikTok. Uh, Wes, a uh, guy jogs around town, eats varying levels of uh, of edibles. Uh, no, no word if he's re- received shin splints during his runs. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So let's get to it. Five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Let's get to your mental flaws. Amazing facts. Did you know when you hear your knuckles cracking, it's not bone. It's gas bubbles bursting inside the synovial fluid between the bone. And no, it won't give you arthritis, though Harvard Health Publishing says that it causes injury and reduces grip strength. Mm. Wait, what was that? Sorry. I was reading When you crack your knuckles, it's not the bone. It's actually gas buildup, and it's oh. popping it through the fluid. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, those those get me. Yeah, oh. the neck ones are fucking wild. Yeah. yeah I did yeah. know it was, yeah, I, I did know it. I, I knew that it wasn't bone. I know it's gas buildup. That's just basically like popping that that gas bubble. Um, I actually read, I, when I was working at, over at the University of Maryland, they had, Someone had put out a study where they only cracked one hand for like mm-hmm. thirty years and didn't crack the other, and it found you know found no uh, 
you know, no ill or, or breakdown or deterioration or uh, any strength versus, you know, one versus the other. Now, I will say, like, yeah, immediately after getting a good, like, joint crack going, like, I do feel, like, a little bit weaker in that area momentarily. But within 30 seconds, it's like, no, we're fine. We're fine here. Right. We just adjusted something in there, and it's settling, and here we are. I just, where did that come from? Is that just, like, because it sounds bad? Was that just, like, a parent that's just, like, knock that shit off? I'm going to make up a reason that you shouldn't do that, or I'll ground you? Yeah, man. I don't know. Alan, you got your a theory on a folklore like that? This is almost like a Nostradamus type thing. Well, was it? Sorry. Like, what, like why people, I, I'm going to just say the golden generation, people who had you know, kids from the 50s to the 70s said that that's your one that's bones cracking when you do that. It'll cause arthritis. It'll cause. Probably. You know. like, it's, it's like all of those fucking old timey things that the fucking, the like 60 and over crowd now still kind of, kind of, Throughout there, there's old wives' tales. Right. Like it was just ways to control your children. You know what I mean? It's like master, don't masturbate, you go blind. Like what? Shut the fuck up! Don't sit too close to television. Make sense there? Like <laughs> they're not even connected, sir. Like <laughs> how? You know, how is that possible? You know what's amazing about the like the the, the screen time with the eyes? Like uh, oh, one of the pediatricians. Like I was like, yeah, you know, he uses the iPad. Fairly often, but like you know, I was like, it's mostly educational stuff. So I was like, and the guy's like, that's yeah, fine. Like, what about his eyes? He's like, oh well, I mean, you do want to get him outside so he really develops some good distance sight. But he's like, honestly, it just strengthens his nearsightedness. So if you want him to be a good reader, yeah, using the using the iPad is probably probably good. Yeah. Like, really? Mm. That's the exact opposite of all fucking bullshit parent science that's been told for the last fucking fifty years. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> This is uh, a, a good friend of mine who went to uh, Catholic schools all, all through all through grade school and, and in college. Well, Georgetown, I mean, is a I think Georgetown's a Catholic school. Either way, went all boys Catholic school, and I guess the uh, the one of the teachers was like, you know, if you um, they were go, they're going through like a quasi sex ed. He said, you know, if you uh, if you touch yourself and you masturbate, of course you're going to internal damnation. He said the guy in front of him passed out. there's another good tiktok channel where some guy goes around byu brigham young university and fucking interviews these kids there those are wild like one of the one of the peering questions is have you ever watched a rated r movie and just to see someone go like once like whoa really (laughs) whoa bless you for your innocence and all but good God, what do you know about the world? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little wild. What do you know about humor? You know? There's a real good movie called Hot Shots. You should watch that. <laughs> There's a part <laughs> duh, as a yeah. matter of fact. It's fantastic. I just remember when I okay, I it was it was when one of the wars was breaking out. You know, I don't know, maybe it was Afghanistan or whatever, and I was on the air and I and they, they were the big news story was that they were training children as young as six. And it's like these like yeah, like these kindergartners with like I don't know, AK-47s. And I just remember thinking, like, that kid is getting a different education than our kids. And it may not be the worst thing in the world to teach our kids some barbaric shit. Because if one day shit goes down, little homeboy in Yemen is going to be much better prepared than little homeboy in fucking Georgetown. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you're better off just spinning a wheel for, you know, five, five nights a week. 
<laughs> Four months in a row. Uh, but the, hold on. I was going to say, oh, there was a, probably 12 or 13 years ago, uh, BYU had a decent basketball team. They had like a, a guy, Jimmer Fredette, who became a lottery pick. Right. There was a guy from that team, and they got a two seed, I think. Uh, he got suspended for the tournament because it was revealed that he got a, he had got a, received a blowjob. Yeah, and he he wasn't the best player, but he was a big guy who averaged close to a double double. It's a lot of rebounds, man. It's a big man in the paint, smashing some people, blocks, rebounds, fouls, and they just like, no, sir, you uh, <clears throat> you you performed an un dastardly deed. You're gonna have to sit out your team's most important games of the season. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, we. We, I guess we need those folks. <laughs> it happens. We need a moral center. Yeah, I guess. But not a basketball center. <laughs> Did you know King Henry VIII, who was born on June 28th in 1491, was an accomplished composer who published several songs and instrumental works during his lifetime. He even had a collection of 76 recorders, the flute-like instrument that many kids are forced to take up in elementary school. His, of course, were made of wood and ivory and not plastic. Hmm. Did not know that. How do, you, how do you know someone else didn't write them? No. That's a fair point. I mean, but that didn't, that didn't. I just find it fascinating whenever I hear, like, there was, like, you know, musicals written on this infernal dastardly instrument that no child that I ever heard was able to play. Even the best kid in class, like the A-plus student, could not hit a fucking note on that without hitting that. (laughs) Like, there was nobody that could use a recorder without squealing, which is why I do find it fantastic when I see somebody playing that shit on, like, YouTube. I'm like, wow, they're really good at that terrible instrument. You can make music out of it. Make the sa- make the note that the impala makes when it gets bitten by the jaguar. <laughs> That's the one. A plus. Look at him. He's talented. I, I still giggle every time I hear somebody play the uh, the Titanic theme song, like out of tune uh, yeah. on that yeah. fucker. God, playing hot cross buns. That was always a that was always like a, like a star a litmus test to, as to whether or not you could clog the holes correctly. You know, read yeah. it out. Play, play, a, play a note That's or two. The first thing you're taught to do with a recorder. I, I was really good at Mary Had a Little Lamb. I got I got to admit. See, you also seem like the type that uh, then broke into <clears throat> you and you and Tom just like smashed him over one another. Like, yeah, see, we're wrestlers. I'm Ultimate Warrior. He's savage. <laughs> I just remember the, the first thing anybody did, the first thing that the asshole kid who got the back seat on the bus would do was pull like the recorder apart so it was just the mouthpiece. And then just blow into it as hard as humanly possible and watch everybody on the bus duck and cover like they were in a 1950s air raid video. Yeah. yeah. This is this reminds me of a – this is a good father-son moment. Uh, I'm like <laughs> sa- Saturday afternoon, maybe Sunday afternoon, after the old man had – it's definitely Sunday because he had – Plowed through about three hours of the old Yankee workshop. <laughs> That's what was on in the main, in the in the living room. No one's changing the fucking channel. Go to your bedroom if you want to watch it. So I watched a little bit. And on, it dumped into some like young young boys bird calling or duck calling competition where they couldn't use an instrument. They only had to use their their own God given vocal cords, tongues and mouths. And this is this like extreme close up with that shitty 
PBS lens. It was like, and I just started chuckling. And my dad made me feel really, he's like, that kid works really hard. He practices more than you ever practiced anything in your fucking life. Don't you ever laugh about that. And I was like, God, God damn, man. He's terrible. Why don't you just call him your, why don't you just make him your kid? Make him your son. That's not what ducks sound like. (laughs) And I met like, Later that evening, it's like him and Cecil sitting around a fire, just like, yeah, I fucking, uh, I ruined fucking Wes's childhood. I told him he was a piece of shit because he couldn't call like a duck. Because <laughs> you guys watching this kid fucking over duck call. What, what were you guys watching? Oh, just some douches doing duck calls. I don't know. <laughs> Terrible. It gets out of like a fucking dove. That's a dove call. No kid of mine doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Cacodorosis, which is another word for body odor, derives from the Greek and translates to bad sweat. Cacodorosis. 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 Now, how do you spell it? That sounds K-A-K-I-D-R-O-S-I-S. Cacodorosis? Cacodorosis. Slang term for something in baseball. I don't know if you turn a really good double play. Well, look at that caca de roses out there. Isn't like isn't uh caca in Greek like shit? So like to me like like basically shit sweat. Like you smell like shit. This is maybe where all this comes from. I love the ancient languages because they're right. They they're fucking on the nose. They mean what they mean. Caca. You certain about that? The only not, reason I, I say that is because I just sometimes say caca to be funny with no I mean, context caca whatsoever. Is like a, it's, a, it's a Spanish way of saying it, too. Yeah. And it, well, it all derives from Greek. So I, I just know that caca in some language definitely means shit. Okay. Usually and Alan's right on this. In derosis. Yeah, I mean, in Spanish, it's definitely shit. Okay. Like it's, I mean, it's like a nice way. It's like a poop, if you want to. But yeah, it, you I mean, were, were you and your old man watching the old Yankee workshop and he yelled at you too? Caca, <laughs> get the hell out of here! Don't be making caca sounds, goddammit. No. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, in Spanish it's more like poop instead of shit. You yeah, know what but, I'm yeah, but I mean, but it's shit. Okay, let's, let's yeah. be honest. Poop is shit. Yeah. He called the, he called the shit poop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Did you know? The first recorded usage of the phrase Cold War in reference to relations between the U.S. and the Soviet Union can be traced back to George Orwell, who was born on June 25th, 1903. It appeared in his 1945 essay, You and the Atom Bomb, which was written two months after the bombs were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Damn. I I didn't know that, but... yeah. I mean, I'm well aware of what Cold War was, but uh, did not know that that was, you know, they that they pinpointed it down to a, that just said, Cold War just sounds like it's something that grows over time. You know what I mean? That was like, that was bam, that was spot on. The guy knew when he, when he was coming up with that word. That yeah, term. but like George Orwell, like, I mean, homeboy was like a fucking like fortune teller. He was like a Nostradamus. <laughs> Now I can't even say the word right. I can't even say the guy's name. Nostradamus. Nostra cacodorosis. Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he he was a very forward-looking man. Like, coined Cold War, uh, the surveillance state, 
you know, uh, Big yeah. Brother, all that. I mean, that these are all coined by this one man. Yeah. Wes, did you Wes, did you just get a uh, did you just get a report off the wire? Uh, yeah, I sure did. No, I actually had to. Had this makeshift. It's like a Manila envelope with painters tape that goes over this. Uh, this air conditioning valve that's right by the computer. And if I don't cover it up, you guys will hear it. But I think this uh, this round of masking tape's losing its uh, painters tape is losing its uh, losing its stickiness, losing its caca de rosa, if you will. That uh, that painters tape, the notoriously extremely adhesive. And well, I think painters like, tape. I think I've. I, first of all, I'm renting, so if uh, I felt bad if I were to like you know really. Strap up some duct tape up there when we move out. Like, ooh, damn. Should just use masking tape. Y- you know what, though? It's just the fact that they call it painter's tape, I don't think I've ever met a painter who uses that tape. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I've never seen, like, a professional use the blue tape, like, to do anything. They just don't use it. It's not even a thing that they do. Like, they're so good, they just don't need it. And then mm. I've tried using it. And the paint always bleeds underneath of it and leaves like these little fucking like like ripples and whatever I'm doing. It doesn't come off clean. It's bullshit. It's 3M and they're fucking mongoloid assholes at their fucking board meeting. Like, let's just use less stickiness and we'll call it painter's tape because it comes off easy. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that That's similar to the board meeting about whether or not Vanna needs to be on the show or whatever, right? It's the same people. Like, all right, next, we're moving on from Wheel of Fortune. Next, painter's tape. Well, I should do I should do the anti-shark tank. Like where like an idea, a, a patented idea comes in that's already on market and I tell them why it should be removed. Yeah. We need to we need to trim the fat around here with some of yeah, this. That could be a fucking very funny very funny thing to, to record separately. It would just yeah. it, a lot of it would just be me leaning in on my knees going, but why? Yeah. Why? Why do you exist? Yeah. What is your purpose? Explain it that. to me. Merdrew Anstein, the cacaderosa of <laughs> Tank Shark. <laughs> like Print it. Print it. Title. And finally, did you know? The word fossil can be traced to the Latin term for fossus, which means dig up, which also, um, ooh, that all, this is, see, this is the portion of the show where I get drunk and don't have my glasses on. Uh, that was also fossil's original, I'm sorry, let me, let me just start this one over. Uh, the word fossil can be traced to the Latin term for fossus, which means dig up. That was also fossil's original meaning when it emerged around the 1600s. It began to mean preserved remains in 1736. That's wild to me. Just the timeline there. Because, like, if we dug up a fossil from the 1600s, it would still be like, wow, that's an old piece. That's something. That's old. Imagine the shit they were finding in the 1600s, how old that shit was. Does that make sense? Yeah. What Didn't they? Wasn't. I think I read somewhere that. Uh, anyone who was living during Washington and then maybe like the next couple presidencies didn't even know dinosaurs existed. The the first dinosaur fossil was discovered after Washington's death. So that means that George Washington was never aware of the existence of dinosaurs. Yeah. Mm. That's wild. That's really wild. 
Just went, yeah. You know, when I come to think of it, I, I went to middle school and high school with a guy who said that was all bullshit. That was a conspiracy. That archaeologists were that dinosaurs never existed. Archaeologists were constructing these fake bones and uh, just so they could get rich. I mean, I I think there was a point where like okay, when I was a kid, there was like Brachiosaurus, there was Tyrannosaurus, there was like Allosaurus, and then all of a sudden they're like, well, wait a second, there there was a. There was a Bigfoot in between Allosaurus and, and Tyrannosaurus, and he was called uh, J- Jimbosaurus uh, <laughs> and uh, Jimbosaurus. Now, he had longer arms, okay, but he had a shorter jaw, so he wasn't quite as terrifying. He could just grab you and shake you and make you, make you cry. Like, yeah. they did, they, again, they just made shit up. Yeah. Because there was money to be made, but the dinosaurs were real. And this is this is the uh, this is the Kakasaurus that Uli was trying to stab. He was probably a hunter forager. <laughs> I sent I sent you guys this fucking that Rick and Morty bit. <laughs> the Grindosaurus. The Grindosaurus. <laughs> they like to ride half pops. He's like they, they rode mostly street, but some vert. <laughs> it's just total guesses. This is where they used to do for the communal soup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the basket sores, I think, was the the soup bowl. Yeah. Oh, and that, my friends, is your fun fact Friday. All right, folks. Well, hey, listen. Next week, the middle class holes are off. We'll get to that. Uh, we're going to do a first best of the first half, twenty twenty three. Uh, tune in for that. But we don't want to forget that the 4th of July, which some 4th of July lovers are really, really offended that three weeks ago, Juneteenth was celebrated. And I was actually getting a kick out of when I was editing last week's show. And <laughs> I think both Pretty of you were going over like, you mean we got to we got to celebrate freedom after we celebrate freedom? Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this is the war- – so 4th of July is coming up. Enjoy your 4th of July. Be safe. Be patriotic. Get drunk. Be merry. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. And happy birthday, Andrew Murr. Thank happy you. Happy 44? Yes. Well, it's beautiful. not the 4th. It's today. No. today. Oh, it's today. Well, happy birthday. That's well, right. Thank you. Oh, uh, send him gifts, that. man. Send him. We'll give the address out. Send him whatever yeah, you got. Yeah. <laughs> Tell, Tell you where I work. work. You got a PO box? Bags uh, of tur- like turds in them. <laughs> <laughs> Boxes of turds. No, no, no. Wait, Caca de Rosa. All right. Yeah. Those exploding glitter bombs. Send him a couple of those bad boys. Mm-hmm. Here's how I know that Caca means shit. By the way, as far as this is concerned. Because that means there's got to be a good version, right? If that means bad sweat, what means good sweat? TT? TITI. I feel like I went a little too hard on that argument. I apologize. Tell me, tell me this fact. I what? What? Give me the Greek for that's good. Anonym for caca. Like PP. Pee Pee DeRosa? I'm just making shit up. <laughs> that sounds like a guy who plays like shortstop for like the Mets or something. Pee Pee DeRosa. Yeah, that's right. That's bad, he's, bat- uh... he's batting 260 right now, but I'll tell you what, he's a speed demon on the path. Pee Pee DeRosa. He can turn that 643. He's got that 643 down. No, what's the opposite? Come on, Kaka. Kaka is to Pee Pee as blank is to good. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. This All doesn't right. have anything to do with anything. 
enjoy, as I was saying, enjoy your 4th of July. Be merry, be jolly, be patriotic, swim, dance, whatever. Karaoke. Don't blow a finger off. Don't blow a finger off. And yes, folks, uh, this is the, for men's health, this is the worst uh, firework and or explosive accident on the 4th of July. And uh, listener or viewer discretion, some of these aren't exactly ha-ha funny. Some of these are actually like, ooh. Um, so, for instance, and it's it's not a list. It's just um, anonymous quotes that were sent in by uh, medical professionals, mostly nurses. So I had a nine-year-old lose an eye a few weeks ago. An older kid shot a bottle Jeez. rocket at him, uh, and the bottle rocket hit him in the eyelid. The globe ruptured from the explosion. I had to pack an eye gauze on it. I pack a gauze on the eye and attempt to keep the rest of the globe together. But it was pretty obvious the eye was a total loss. Uh, the older kid was prosecuted for the incident. No shit. So again, wow. I, I can't uh, stress enough that we have probably have four more to go, and none of, none of them are exact. Oh, actually, one like of them. You really funny. started off hot. There is that the softest. <laughs> well, l- let me tell you something. I um, so you know, as an adult, I I hadn't done a lot of fireworks shopping until I had a child. You know, because before that, it's like people provided you with fireworks, or we didn't care about our own safety if we had them in our hands. So I had bought what I thought were Roman candles. Well, apparently, they make those nice sky-bursting fireworks in tube form. And so I was going to get them and hold them in my hands and be like, and like fire them at the family in the backyard because that's what you do for fun. But before I did, I just wanted to do a tester, and I put it in the ground. And that motherfucker was just like, like mortar rounds. Mortar rounds inside of a Roman candle tubing. So I can see how people make the mistake because I would have killed at that time, a five-year-old child had I aimed it at him. <laughs> well, speaking of which, a friend of a family was a spectator at a city event. My assumption is I mean, we do one here in Baltimore. Other cities are probably the same. You, you meet somewhere, you know, in an open area. They shoot them off at the inner harbor, he, inner harbor here. But uh, I digress. A friend of a family was at a spectator's event. A firework misfired, went to the crowd, hit him square in the face before blowing up. Broke most of the bones in his face, lost one eye, suffered brain damage. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I, when I was reading these, I knew Alan was going to... Jesus. That's, that's crazy, man. I just want to pause and remind everybody how hilarious this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. So funny. Uh, I helped... Uh, I helped... Well, I helped with this one as an intern a while ago, so I'm assuming an intern at, at a hospital or something like that. Uh, some drunk guy was holding a mortar tube and firing it off, ended up turning uh, turning towards him. So he put his hand over the tube, hopefully from stopping hopefully from stopping it coming out. Ended up blowing the majority of his hand off and burned a hole in his abdomen. Whew. Well, talk about That's a twist. crazy, man. <laughs> a hole in his abdomen? Yeah. Jesus, uh, man. This is yeah. This is getting worse. I didn't think it was going to get worse than the first one, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, he's top. It he's has top. definitely gotten worse. Uh, I mean, it ain't uh, brain damage, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, so every year, there's a bunch of fireworks uh, and and grill and kitchen fire accidents coming from uh, something that could have been prevented or avoided. If people involved, if the people involved had just taken a few minutes moments to realize what could go wrong with the idea. A recurrent one is someone setting off small fireworks in their hand. Open hand, little damage. Close hand around the firework. Yeah, anywhere from a few fingers to a majority of hand gone. That's just someone be generalizing. So, uh, Damn. all right, this 
This one lightens the mood a little bit. All right. I hope, uh, hope so. I had a patient who thought it would be funny to light their farts on fire while they were drunk. <laughs> uh, their uh, was it perne- perneal uh, area was scorched. That's Please drink gooch. responsibly and be and be careful with flammable objects. There you go. <laughs> That's not so bad. Trying to light my fart on fire. But why? Why is that? I mean, I think that coincidentally happened on the 4th of July. That wasn't something like, hey, 4th of July, wouldn't be patriotic. Everyone watch. And then Jim Carrey it from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> hey, we're that out of, like, we're out of hey, fireworks. I, Not yet. Hey, hey, I've done that a thousand times before this, and it's always funny. And I have a lot of people around at a barbecue. 4th of July. Watch. <laughs> oh, man. man. And then, Murr, you said, you know, what is love at your 25th high school reunion? <laughs> Baby, did I burn this? What's burnt? <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Well, okay, well, that just goes to show you, if you're going to light your farts on fire, you know, a little pregame, get a little shave on, okay? Yeah. Get, get the manscape out. <laughs> that was uh, the, the one I can remember, a specific 4th of July. We, I was with my grandparents, my mom's parents in Iowa. And fireworks, they're illegal, but apparently, in the in at least then in the great state of Iowa, they kind of turned a blind eye on the Fourth of July. They're like, "Hey, you know, but don't get carried away. You know, don't start fucking just shooting at houses and trees and you know, and, and you know, whatever." And yeah, the, the, our neighbor, or my grandparents' neighbors, was setting setting them, on, setting them off. It was relatively low scale, but a nice, a, a nice enough night for like 15, 20 people. And he had this like, oh, they call this a neighborhood waker up, or I don't know. I'm not really sold on it. And he lights it, and this thing, all it was was a fucking bomb. There was no fireworks. There was no <laughs> explosion. There was no glitter. There was no sparklers. There was no light. That, all it was was a fucking, a couple quarter sticks bound together inside of a box. And that thing, everyone just scattered. My grandparents ran inside in their seventies. <laughs> so, nope. Lock, lock the door. Turn the lights off. The cops are coming. So, well, anyway. I still have a video. Maria's got it on her iPad. Uh, she was filming the fireworks, and again, the 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 mortar tube fell over, and that motherfucker just started firing at the house. And I mean, I'm talking like mortar rounds. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. 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 And thank God, thank God she had a sense of humor about it cuz even on the tape you can hear her like laughing as she's like slamming the door <laughs> while fire is like bouncing off the oh. house. And if I, uh, correct me if I'm not if I'm mistaken here West, but wasn't there a period of time when mortars were shot off in 154? Yeah, I mean we we used that we had firework wars yeah. uh one 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 year. And then, yeah, I mean, we were, that's actually, a, we had a keg strategically placed in one part of the basement that was off limits, but you had to go through a little bit of a firing squad to get to the off limit zone. And one of the guys <laughs> came out with a pillow, like it was a goddamn shield and that fucker caught on fire. Not bad, but enough like, everyone pour beer on it, pour beer on it. <laughs> so, yeah. It was that potato guns, uh, crazy. We tried to we, we we tried to freeze uh, part of the kitchen so we could have an ice hockey game. <laughs> America, man, America. <laughs> College, higher education, That's a, friends. 
Well, that is your, before you go, uh, Alan, tell all the Patriots, all the people who are just getting over the hangover, celebrating Juneteenth, or getting themselves ramped up for the 4th of July, where you can listen to the middle class hoes. Getting ready for Freedom Part 2, Part 2, stay stay on brand. Fucking yes, of course, you can find us, you good fucking God-fearing American patriots. You can find us on all your favorite social media platforms. We're at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. We're the Middle Class Holes on Facebook and fucking TikTok and YouTube. And for your listening pleasures, check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. That's right. Oh, uh, by the way, Wes, I we had to pull down one of the TikTok videos. It was the... Uh, <laughs> One where William uh, was looking for penises on the internets. Uh, apparently, TikTok, I guess, found the word penis uh, offensive I, I, compared to all the other bullshit we say on there. Like that was the no. one. So uh, huh? that one got that that one got deleted just because it was a silent. It was a it was a Charlie Chaplin video at that point. Wow, they muted us. They're mute. They're putting a muzzle on us. There's on page. we're we're speaking the uh, speaking the. We're not speaking anything. We're speaking in tongues. We're speaking in caca de brosis here. Yeah. All right. Uh, only on the, one. On the eve of 4th of July, too, these fucking fascists. Stealing mm. our freedom. Stealing our freedom. They're shit communists. Yeah. Right? They, they are, mean, actually. The Chinese government, they are communists, actually. You, you commies ain't ever <laughs> laughed at a, at a banana penis. That's like asking someone at BYU if they ever saw an R-rated movie. You go to a commies country, like, hey, you ever seen the banana penis? Like, once, one time, don't tell anybody. That's it. That's an isolated clip. Hail, right hail Hydra! You, com- you communist, ever seen of the next page? Only one comment this week. This comes from uh, <laughs> getting real in depth with your your family, Mur. This is talking about the beauty of childbirth, where you just uh, <laughs> describe your wife having a C section. Um, Jenna, who's a friend of ours, who's a uh, high school graduate of mine, says, "Thankfully, that doesn't happen to everyone, but I've heard they're quick and discreet. In the moment, you don't care about much." So, just kind of like reiterating. That oh, one, that was the, the the soft serve cleanup that uh, Alan was speaking to. <laughs> oh, was that what it was? I thought it had to do yeah. with your wife's guts being on a side table. No, 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 no. <laughs> that had to do with uh, Alan's. Like, yeah, soft serve. Ima- imagine squeezing out the the hardest pee you've ever had. There's going to be oh. a little something coming out. And yeah. yeah. So apparently there is a. Imagine that, man. I mean, you got to be the lowest level nurse on the fucking floor that day. <laughs> right. You're happy to clean up abdomen burns and blown up faces from the Fourth of July yeah. after you've wiped shit from from childbirth. I wonder if they like dubbed that person. Hey, you're the Dairy Queen. You got here on self serve duty today. Damn, I hope somebody calls her that or, or him. Yeah, that's you're right. I mean, that could be that could go both ways. Well, either way, uh, folks, enjoy your Fourth of July. Next week, we're going to be out. We'll have a best of the first half, and then next week, as we mentioned earlier, we're going to be doing a few bits to be determined. But one that we know of is Alan's good bad movie of the month, Private Resort, nineteen eighty five. Johnny Depp. Need we say more? Need we say more? No, not at all. <laughs> Hot chicks in the 80s, string bikinis that aren't thong bikinis. Uh, aren't Hector thong Elizondo, hijinks. It's going to be great. It's got something for everyone. I actually don't think I've ever seen this movie. So I am, uh, I'm actually, I don't know if I'm looking forward to watching it. <laughs> oh, I think you are. Okay. As bad as it, its ratings are, 
I think you'll get a kick out of like a watch, one watch. You don't need multiple watch throughs. See, Alan's had, watch Alan's had a topsy turvy. We've got we got the chairman of the board, and then he realized <laughs> that he had to rebound really hard, and we that got the really adventures, the adventures of power. Which has oh, yeah. got resounding reviews from the middle class holes. Check it out if you haven't seen it. So, anyway, two weeks. Enjoy your holiday, folks. Be safe. Don't blow your dicks or your taints off or your fingers or your or faces. Your just, or your faces. Just light the fuse and fucking run. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Like... Get your cousin to do it. <laughs> yeah. Get that cousin. Get that one cousin that you don't mind if, if he's not around anymore. Yeah. You know. Or if he it doesn't have a hand, not so bad, right? <laughs> yeah. You know. No, he's actually so much of a dick because he uses that to his advantage. Like, I'm only one-handed. He needs help yeah. with everything. So he's okay for the rest of your life. <laughs> Can't play third base in the softball team anymore. <laughs> Good night, folks. Do you look?